Another Clare County podcast brought to you by the Clare Area Chamber of Commerce. And the Clare Area Chamber of Commerce invites you to Family Night Out, Tuesday, October 3rd at Woods Household Parking Lot and businesses around town. It'll happen from 3 to 7 p.m. There's no homework that night, no tests or quizzes, just time for families to spend together and enjoy activities in the Clare area. There'll be free games, prizes, demonstrations, food, and so much more. It's Family Night Out with the Clare Area Chamber of Commerce at Woods Household and other area businesses in Clare, Tuesday, October 3rd from 3 to 7 p.m. I'm back with John Gross. We had a podcast earlier with the McEwen Fudge Shop. We'll talk about that as we close things out. We're now at Gateway Pharmacy, your small-town independent pharmacy here in Clare. And I really liked what John said before we did this. He said, we like to create relationships with patients. And he didn't say it. I thought about it. Not customers, patients, he said right there. And I, that was just so important for me to hear. And that, that's kind of what it's all about with you guys. John, thanks so much for joining me once again. Sure. And, you know, Gateway Pharmacy, you guys have several pharmacies. To talk about why you guys are in the pharmacy business, what's special about your guys' place here? Just kind of open up the floor to you. Go. Sure. Yeah, so um, I've been a pharmacist for a little over 30 years now and had worked for the big box and uh, chains. And i got to pause you there. So you're actually a pharmacist, too. You're not You're not just, just the owner of these places. You could actually be behind the counter with the white coat if you wanted to. I or? can uh, legally give out drugs, yes. All right. All right. I'll remember that for the <laughs> podcast for a different day. That's right. <laughs> a different format probably, too. But all right. I had no idea. So that's kind of like your wife being a biochemist making the fudge, you being the owner of these pharmacies, being a pharmacist. That's kind of cool. And so you... Back to what you were saying, you did work for some of the, you know, the stores we won't mention that you don't want to go to because that's where you're a customer, not a patient. Sure. And it was working for, um, you know, the chains uh, that kind of got me interested into owning my own store. Um, the attention I wanted to give and wasn't necessarily able to do, um, just kind of got ambition about if I had my own store, this is how I'd want to do it. And an opportunity came up um, about 20 years ago. It'll be 20 years for Gateway Pharmacy next spring. And um, just the ability to kind of, um, you know, treat patients the way I wanted to and be able to, and it was really nice for the first time being able to do it in my hometown instead of traveling, you know, distances to, you know, pharmacies that I just out of town and stuff like that. So being able to work with the people that uh, I knew and also new ones coming on, creating relationships with them and being able to take care of them the way I wanted patients to be taken care of. Yeah, I mean, we're here mostly to talk about Gateway Pharmacy, but talk about, you said you have five of them, talk about where those are. Sure. So we started with Gateway Pharmacy back in 2003, um, after probably about seven years or so, saw the need, um, an opportunity, we opened one up in Farwell, that's Eagle Pharmacy, um, just to be able to have, uh, you know, for distance-wise, people in Farwell and Lake, we had a lot of people driving all the way into Clare for that. So just to be able to expand with that, <clears throat> excuse me, 2015 um, with the closing of the independent up in Harrison, um, saw an opportunity to be able to keep an independent there. There had been an independent pharmacy there for a hundred years and was finally closing out and going, you know, kind of retiring out and just having, you know, options that weren't hometown independent community pharmacies. So opened up Harrison family pharmacy in 2015 then, and then a couple opportunities opened up in, uh, 2019, uh, downstate in Genesee County, there's a Flint Family Pharmacy, and uh, that was purchased in 2019. And then there was a purchase of a store in Swartz Creek, which is now Swartz Creek Pharmacy. And so you're, you know, you, you, you're bringing up, we got some downstate too. I'm expecting you to say Grand Rapids. No, you say Flint area. And so 
you're you're meeting the needs of, of small communities and down there a community that you know, I don't even need to hide it. You think about the water stuff has been ne- neglected from time to time. And so it, how important is that to you to, to meet the needs of small communities? And that came from you working at the chains and, and noticing probably some people, why are you coming all the way here from so-and-so? Well, they might not have that option locally. Sure. Yeah. Well, just the personalized service and, uh, you know, the ability to kind of, like I said, create a relationship with, uh, with them and taking care of their needs and uh, them being able to depend upon us for the service that they're getting. And uh, it's been pretty rewarding over the years, you know, just being able to grow that patient base. And now I want to bring up the one in Harrison a little bit. Uh, it was over, the, it was up there for over a hundred years, independent pharmacy. You, you heard it was closed and you said, no, we're, we're not letting this happen. Well, that's pretty much what that was. As soon as I got wind of it, um, didn't know for sure what was going on there, but uh, went about and purchased the building that's there just south of the, well, the new um, Harrison Library was the Surrey House, right on the corner, which was actually wedged right between the McLean's Pharmacy, which was the independent, and the Rite Aid Pharmacy that they had uh, ended up selling their files to. So we're able to keep even a close location right on the corner and then providing an opportunity for those people that, you know, um, wanted to deal locally um, in a small community to be able to come and uh, get their service through us. Now, this might be a, a question that, or an answer to this question that I don't even maybe necessarily understand, but can you talk about the difference as a pharmacist for you personally working for a, you know, a store that has the, you know, crazy chain of command as opposed to working at an independent store where, you just have more flexibility. You know, I, I, like I said, I, I don't even know how you necessarily can answer that question, but I just want you to talk about that difference for somebody behind the counter working here, how different it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, you know, as I, I knew what I wanted or expected from, you know, for service with the patients and, you know, and quite frankly, the way I did it was I was, it was as if I was taking care of my, my grandma or my grandpa um, or my mom or my dad or a family member and how would they want to be treated and treating every person the same way that I would have treated a family member, um, you know, if grandma or grandpa were getting their, their meds and, uh, and just making sure that they had, you know, prompt, friendly service and uh, taking care of them. And if people want to know what the atmosphere is like here at the Gateway Pharmacy, I'll tell my little dumb, embarrassing story. I came here at noon for the podcast, not one when we were supposed to do it. And I was like, uh, and girl behind the counter says, well, let me call John. I says, all right, you call your boss. I'll call mine. And within 15 seconds, we had things figured out. And I imagine that go applies to just about anything. If, you know, if there's a need that a customer has a question that they have that they can't be answered. Like I said, you go to, and again, a place that you don't want to go where you're a number they're going to call a number where they got to call another number, another number, another number. He said here, they just got to ask one person for permission for certain things. And, and that's John. He's here sitting here talking with me. And, and again, that Harrison story is really cool. Like I said, independent pharmacies, you know, h- how important are independent pharmacies? And I'm going to make a terrible comparison here possibly in a minute. Um, well, I mean, there's over a thousand uh, independent pharmacies in Michigan alone. Michigan happens to be um, right behind California, Texas, uh, New York, and Florida, we're the fifth largest state for number of pharmacies, independent-wise, and uh, play a crucial part in um, you know the service for the patient base for their prescription medications and healthcare services, and uh, and actually um, we hadn't you know kind of talked about it, but 
I'm also the executive director for the Michigan Independent Pharmacy Association, which has a couple hundred um, pharmacy um, pharmacies in the organization with the owners and had been active um, over the you know past five to seven years down in Lansing and in Washington, D.C., and representing an independent pharmacy for matters that uh, pertain strictly for independence and helping us being able to service the patients as best as possible. All right, here comes this possible terrible comparison. So independent radio stations, independent you know media outlets these days are few and far between. I think... Or back when I was in college at CMU, it was, you know, 80% of radio stations, TV stations were owned by, you know, essentially five big companies when you went all the way up the chain. And so, you know, it's so important for independent radio stations to be out there. Like I said, I want to do this podcast. I've only got to ask Bob, as I was kind of talking about. And, you know, with medicine and stuff like that, you know, I'm talking about media and what gets put out there. It's so important to have independent people. Is it something similar with with medicine? You know, because I imagine it some of the, you know, where you're a patient and, you know, or not a patient where you're a number at some of those places there, you're getting medicines pushed that maybe don't need to be. I don't know. Like I said, is that a good thing to say or not? You know, like I said, I could take this out if we need to. Sure. Well, no, just um, in developing those relationships, getting to know the patients and, uh, you know, a program we have is called uh, medication synchronization. We sync their meds up so they can have everything um, all at one time, one delivery, expect it at a certain time every month instead of having to make multiple trips to the pharmacy um, they're out of medication we can notify the doctors it needs an authorization that the insurance won't pay for we handle um, I think sometimes unbeknownst to a lot of patients a lot of things that we handle on the back end that um, sometimes they might not necessarily know um, but it's all on part of you know helping them to get their medications on time and correctly and um, so, and that's our, our job is to make sure that we're doing the best we can for them. And I'm going to, I'm going to keep pushing this. That's because you consider them patients, not customers, not numbers. You know, when they come in here, they're going to know people by name. And when you come in here too, it also doesn't have the pharmacy feel either too. I kind of just feel like I'm walking into the health shop, I guess I'm going to say. Does that make sense? If mm-hmm. I say that too, it is like a nice, comfortable vibe in here too. Well, we want to have a friendly atmosphere. We want people to feel like, uh, we're, part of their healthcare team and not something that uh, they have to dread coming in and fighting to get answers or to get their, you know, get their prescriptions or what they need. It's, uh, you know, we want to be more looking at it as a solutions oriented resolution oriented uh, type of scenario. Well, we're on, we're on their team to help them with their healthcare needs. Yeah, and so you're probably more apt to call a doctor back about a prescription or, you know, well, they're already taking this. Can it, you know, the medic medication synchronization, like I said, you get your prescription filled at, you know, pharmacy AB, not gateway pharmacy. You're just getting your prescription filled. You come in here, you're going to have a conversation with them possibly too about, you know, cause you're going to know the other medications they've been taking and whatnot. You're not just filling it and sending it out. That's true. Yep. And then assisting them with that, um, a lot of, you know, about 90% of the, of the patients that get their prescriptions are on some sort of an insurance and that can be a, a hassle. Um, Medicare open enrollment, it's coming up here next month. And, you know, if you have Medicare, um, you're going to get your mailbox full of literature. And uh, we actually provide a solution for that to help people navigate because uh, plans can change every year. And I saw a stat that actually 80%, up to 80% of patients aren't necessarily on the best Medicare plan that they could be on. And so the ability to kind of um, take a look at what their 
drug regimen is, um, with the changes coming up for 2024, and what might be something that's appropriate and, and assisting them in that is a service that we provide at no charge. So when you get that mumble jumble of paper from Medicaid, Medicare, switch your pharmacy to Gateway Pharmacy, come here, and you're going to be able to walk them through the steps of that paperwork even. Yeah, and wow. uh, quite frankly, back, I think, you know, the Medicare Part D, the prescription portion, uh, was implemented back in 2006, and shortly after I opened up. And um, when I was working full-time at Gateway as my only store, um, that was um, a crucial part of helping to grow the business was I was the go-to person for helping people navigate this Medicare craze and even the local insurance providers and the um, citizens or the senior centers were bringing people in and saying, I heard you can help and helping them figure out what was best. And then it's like, you know, what do I need to do to get my prescriptions here? And transferring here is super easy. You just give us a call and uh, let us know where they're at and we can have them transferred over here. All right. I don't, my first question wasn't all that dumb, correct? No. So I'm going to give myself maybe a room for here for a second dumb question. Um, Amish folks in the area, this is probably where, where they come if they need. And like I said, I don't even know all the rules with prescriptions in them and everything like that, but I imagine this is where they come too, isn't it? Sure. We, um, yeah, there's, um, we don't have a hitching post here, but uh, there's definitely room for them to uh, park their, um, their buggy. And, uh, yeah, we service, uh, take care of everyone and uh, – so, yeah, we definitely are able to service them. Yeah, like, like I said, I just I think that's cool to point on. That's another reason why you're in these communities, to serve those people who are maybe a little underlooked and underserved. And the two lines that I really like, medication synchronization, and then I think the best one is, though, if, if you get Gateway Pharmacy as your pharmacy, you're not just – you don't consider yourself – you're part of their healthcare team now. That that's I thought was the really cool line that you dropped there. Yeah, and, you know, kind of going back for a moment, you know, for me, the philosophy is um, – you know, everyone, everyone deserves to be treated, um, you know, with respect and there's no, we don't want to prejudge anyone. We're not going to make any, you know, anticipations on things, but everyone comes in and gets treated respectfully and, uh, you know, to get the service that they deserve. Yeah. And I, I'm going to go back to which is patients. You know what I mean? These aren't customers that are coming here. These aren't numbers. You guys are treating patients because you're part of the healthcare team. And I and again, you're not just an owner of these pharmacies. You're also a pharmacist yourself. I want to make sure I point that out as well. And speaking of health, I think another part about health, or are we, we good with Gateway Pharmacy to talk about some, some tasty stuff here for a moment? Sure. I do want to put in one more yes, thing sir. just as far as, um, you know, being an independent or a local um, hometown pharmacy, um, just our involvement with the community and what we've done and, um, you know, giving back to the community with the schools and the different uh, projects and, you know, outreach events that we've done both in, in Clare and in Farwell. Um, and, uh, you know, I serve on the school board for Farwell, um, you know, supporting the band. Our kids have gone, you know, graduated through that. I've graduated from Clare. So there's that affiliation. And then even up, you know, in Harrison and expanding out as we go in those communities where, you know, the importance of giving back to those communities and being a part of those communities and serving, you know, um, being on the Chamber of Commerce for those communities and just getting involved. So it's also a very important part of, you know, being small town. Might put you on the spot here, but favorite event you guys have been a part of, you know, the last several years in, in, in one of those towns, you know, something that sticks out to you, maybe a moment, maybe a memory. Um, well, there's always the Clare Irish Festival that comes through here, yep. and uh, we actually close our store up early when, when that's coming, uh, partially because uh, our parking lot fills up with uh, people that want to watch the parade um you know in harrison 
they have the street fair that goes on around there. So we'll we'll close up for that and uh, you know and be able to participate in those events. So yeah, then, yeah Claire Irish Festival is a hard hard one to beat. If if anybody's never been to it, we'll we'll be talking about that. I'm sure as we come up. But uh, mm-hmm. I was I was going to make the cheesy segue of part of being healthy is being happy and I don't think there's anything that makes us happier than good food and I don't think there's a whole lot of food that makes me happier than fudge and I've never had fudge like at McEwen Street Fudge your wife is a biochemist she makes it if you've had you know fudge before and it seemed a little gritty a little tough you need to come try this fudge that just melts in your mouth it is so delicious a wide variety of flavors and I didn't even get into you know the the ice cream stuff that I'm blanking on the name gelato. I sure. don't know how I was blanking on the gelato <laughs> name, but t- talk a little bit about McEwen Street Fudge. Yeah, so the um, we opened up in in May of this year the McEwen Street Fudge and Ice Cream Shop. Um, it's right in downtown Clare. Um, if you're familiar with Cops and Donuts, we are just two or three doors south of them uh, on the main drag. <clears throat> We've uh, cut back our hours for the fall. Um, we're now. Open Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday from 1 until 8. Um, we still are offering ice cream and gelato and still making fresh fudge on location and being able to service, uh, you know, people coming in. Uh, it's been a pretty good summer when we first opened up and looking forward to uh, just continuing to stay open throughout the, the winter, um, expanding on the fudge. People that want to get ice cream in the winter, there's still some people that want to do that, but then uh going full blast in the spring and probably opening up right around St. Patty's Day. Yeah, it's the ultimate sugar stop. Cops and Donuts and McEwen Street Fudge. You stop at those two places, you're, you're going to be going the rest of the day. Sugar <laughs> High Street, yeah. yeah oh. I, I like that. <laughs> uh, and now, yeah, like I said, if nobody's ever had that fudge, I'm going to continue. Bob and I have been talking about it for the last month. It's the best fudge that we have ever had. And, gosh, I, I get, you know, Shipshawan on the road every year. There's all those different people there. That stuff is nasty compared to the stuff you guys make. And now, just like pizza, you know what I mean? You get some chocolate, it's good. But that is the best fudge I've ever had in my life. And there was the monster cookie, there was the peanut butter chocolate, there was the Butterfinger bar, and then there was just the regular. All of them are so, so good, melt in your mouth. And a little tease here, last thing kind of coming up, um, Bowling Alley, Gateway Lanes, um, back under the old family name. I know that's something you're super happy, super proud about. Sure. Yeah. So um, the whole reason that uh, my uh, our family, my mom and dad, my brother and I moved up to Clare back in 1982 is when my dad went in to buy the Bowling Alley Gateway Lanes. Uh, we came up from Port Huron, Michigan, for that, and I got to start high school, ninth grade. Um, you know, fresh out of you know just not knowing a soul, and uh, and um, so 35 years they owned it and retired a few years back, and. Um, you know, I had sold it off, and due to events that, uh, you know, there's long stories to that, but ended up getting the business back, and but I'm not wanting to do anything. About two months ago, um, it was scheduled what to do with it, and it was actually kind of slated to be bulldozed and uh, just put a sign on for sale and um, had a talk I did with, um, with my son and dad and my brother about what to do and uh, what we're doing is, is my bro, my son and I, Jacob and I, are going are owners of the Gateway Lanes now and getting it revamped and restarted. We actually have leagues um, that will be starting this weekend, and we just I just came over from next door as we're here at Gateway Pharmacy. Walked over from Gateway Lanes, just got our first food order in, so we'll be able to serve food uh, this weekend. And um, you know, 
going to get the youth leagues. We have a youth registration at the FUD shop tomorrow from uh, noon until 2, where they can uh, youth bowlers can sign up and uh, get a free ice cream cone and um, sign up for the youth leagues that have been out of commission for the last couple of years. So really looking forward to be able to keep that landmark available. I know there's been a lot of community support and uh, people just you know, coming up and shaking my hand and saying thank you and offering you know, what can they do to help just to be able to, um, you know, it's appreciating being able to keep that open and, you know, with the goal of being able to have that good bowling experience and, you know, that icon location that people in the area have grown up and, you know, have been able to patronize over the years. So to be able to keep that going for another generation or two um, and have that ability, there's a lot of work to be done um, right now as we uh, are getting to, um, you know, starting opening. We've really only had access to it for the last four or five weeks so outside, um, you'll just with some patience and some time, you'll see the improvements outside. There's been um, improvements on the inside, and uh, just as time goes on, we want to make that a good destination for people for inter- entertainment. And as we expand in with some of the ideas we have going into the next year, and so it should be a pretty good spot for people to have uh, bring their family out and have a good time. Yeah, and we recorded this on September 15th. If you want to get your kids involved in youth bowling, and it's after, you know, Stop by McEwen Street Fudge or stop by Gateway Lanes. They'll be able to get, get a hold of you guys and get that going. And sure. You maybe hopefully eventually, you know, Claire Bowling Team, you, you hope to have them there eventually as well. Is that something that's going to be possible? And I imagine that's something you wish was around back in your day if your family owned a bowling alley. Yeah, well, so, um, yeah, I was instrumental in actually forming the um, Jack Pine uh, Varsity Bowling Conference, uh, making it my, one of my things was to actually have it become a official sport for Jack Pine and working towards that. Um, my dad, um, Jack Gross, having been instrumental in actually getting the Claire, original Claire and Firewall Bowling Clubs started, funding it, spending the time with that, and turning it into where they are official um, varsity teams at the schools. And the Gateway Lanes had been the home place for those, and actually we are scheduled for both the home meets there. Um, first Saturday in December is going to be Firewall's home meet there where the whole conference will be showing up. Um, I think it's uh, January 13th or some Saturday after first of the year will be Claire's home event there. And, again, all the teams. And then we're also hosting a Jack Pine Singles Tournament, part of the conference schedule in February. So we're back in there. Uh, The bowlers are able to come back and bowl and practice, and we're going to be the home center for both of those locations. And happy to do it. After just, you know, I had coached for Farwell with with all my kids through the years for over, uh, over a dozen years. So, Having them graduated and out and backing out because um, I'd have a couple other things in the irons in the fire. Yeah. And, um, you know, but being able to have that as an opportunity for the um, local high schoolers and the youth leagues is is a priority for the bowling alley. Yeah. And once you continue to get things, you know, turned up, I'll have to go in there, do a Facebook video with you or something like that, talk about some of the changes you guys are making. And sure, we can do uh, a podcast yeah, for that's Gateway. A, that's yep. a future podcast coming soon, Gateway Lanes. But like I said, People want to go there and bowl. By the time they hear this, you, you guys are going to be open up for some leagues and stuff. Stop by, you know, and talk to, you know, back in the old family name, I'll say once again, Gateway Lanes. We're here at Gateway Pharmacy. John, thanks so much for talking to me about, sure. well, Gateway Pharmacy, Gateway Lanes, a little bit about McHugh and Fudge Shop, man. Yep. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to another Clare County podcast brought to you by the Clare Area Chamber of Commerce. 
And the Clare Area Chamber of Commerce invites you to Family Night Out, Tuesday, October 3rd at Woods Household Parking Lot and businesses around town. It'll happen from 3 to 7 p.m. There's no homework that night, no tests or quizzes, just time for families to spend together and enjoy activities in the Clare Area. There'll be free games, prizes, demonstrations, food, and so much more. It's Family Night Out with the Clare Area Chamber of Commerce at Woods Household and other area businesses in Clare, Tuesday, October 3rd from 3 to 7 p.m. Thank you so much for listening to another Clare County podcast. You can find all the Clare County podcasts at MyMichiganPodcast.com. Brought to you by the Clare Area Chamber of Commerce. Back with more from the Gateway of the North soon.